Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. I was just about to listen to a story about a man who ruined his NBA reputation in about two seconds. But was it worth it? Of course not. Hit it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you remember anything about the lackluster pre-LeBron Cavs in 2003, you might recall Carlos Boozer saying he thought the team should not draft LeBron. We have better players than him in his position already on our team, though. Perhaps you even thought Smush Parker, Bimbo Coles, and Zydrunas Ilgowskis would be enough for a chip. Bimbo Coles saw it and took it. Or maybe you just blocked him out entirely and started watching Brad Doherty's racing team. But if you really remember those Cavs, you definitely want to forget the time Ricky Davis came up one rebound short of a triple-double and became the league's biggest dickhead for trying. Coming into the University of Iowa at age 18, Davis put up great numbers. He also showed some flash. Whoa! Oh my goodness. Mr. Davis is up there waiting on him to come off. Out of nowhere. Davis only needed one season on campus before jumping to the NBA. In one year, Davis had gone from high school to college to the pros all before he could drink. With the 21st pick in the 1998 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Ricky Davis from the University of Iowa. Unlike college, Davis didn't put up numbers early, but he showed enough of his signature bounce to make the legendary 2000 dunk contest, at least as an injury alternate. Uh, Second-year man Ricky Davis, who replaced the injured Antoine Jameson of the... Uh, Vince even bigged him up on the All the Smoke podcast. Hey, do y'all remember anything that Ricky Davis did? Didn't he go, didn't he go between the legs? But, and he did the backwards jump. Crazy backwards, but nobody remembers that. Through the next seven seasons, Davis would be traded five times. Before the 02-03 season, he called Cleveland home. When given starters minutes, Davis performed, averaging a 21-5-6 line that faithful 2003 season. He wasn't a star by any means. He was the third best player on a miserable team. But Davis was a solid contributor, though he's always been known for his shit talking more than any actual skill. He actually cheapened the dunk by his reactions afterwards because the dunk was good enough. It's kind of like the guy who buys a Bentley, right? And he puts TVs in the headrest and put wheels, rims on it, and he, and, he, and he cuts the top off to make it convert. Like, you don't have, that's a Bentley, man. You don't have to do all of that. On March 16th, 2003, however, Davis was the best player on the floor. The Cavaliers were surprisingly winning, beating the visiting Utah Jazz who were still running with an aging Stockton and Malone. At this point, their only motivation being to run enough pick and rolls to get a free meal at Sizzler. As the clock ticked down through the final minute, Ricky Davis noticed that with 26 points, 12 assists, and nine rebounds, he was just one rebound shy of his first career triple-double. So will go back to the Cavaliers. Hey, why not give the sad Cavaliers two things to cheer about? Thought Davis, we can deliver them a win and I can record a triple-double. As Jermaine Jones inbounded the ball, Davis started drifting backwards towards the Cavaliers' net. Enterprise.com. 
Back court to Sean. <laughs> I missed the play. Was that a rebound for Ricky? I was looking. Davis caught the ball and bounced it directly off the bottom of his own rim back to himself, making his 10th rebound. He thought. According to the rules, attempting a shot at your own basket is not only some fuck shit, but it's also a foul, resulting in the opponent being given possession of the ball at the free throw line extended. So Davis's rebound didn't count, and he didn't get a triple-double. But the referees didn't follow the rules to the letter. And Deshaun Stevenson takes offense to that, puts the hard foul on him. Instead of blowing the play dead after the faux rebound, the refs allowed it to continue and Utah's Deshaun Stevenson took matters into his own hands, tackling Davis to the ground. Instead of losing possession, Davis was awarded and sunk two free throws, bringing his stat line to 28-12-9. Utah inbounded as the last seconds ticked off the clock and the game was over. Jerry Sloan still out on the court, one of the right, called technical foul on that play when Ricky Davis did that. Now there have been plenty of statistically motivated moments in NBA history with players chucking balls to try and get late numbers. Players yelling at teammates for not helping them reach contract incentives. People toss around last-second turnovers like real live grenades. We've seen a lot. Andre follows no, follows again no, follows again no, follows again yes. And you can count that baby and a foul. But what Ricky Davis did was different. Everyone knew it right when it happened. Well, that's a selfish thing to do. If he, if he knew that he needed that rebound, yeah, he had to know it. Yeah. It's one thing to hurl shots and try to score once the game has been decided, but chancing a shot on your opponent's hoop is a form of disrespect that seemed to go beyond the pale. In the postgame, Utah's coach Jerry Sloan had some thoughts about Ricky's shot. Yeah, Deshaun fouled him. I would have fouled him too. I would have knocked him on his ass. You try to embarrass a team after a 20-point lead, you're goddamn right. I'd knock him down. The officials should have called a, a violation on it, and we should have had the ball. So glad Deshaun tried to knock him down. They can put me in jail or whatever they want for saying that, but that's the way it is. After originally saying the embarrassment was punishment enough, the Cavs fined Ricky Davis an undisclosed amount for unsportsmanlike conduct. Davis would play another seven seasons in the league with Boston, Minnesota, Miami, and the Clippers, and averaged 15-4-4. He was a good player, but he isn't going to the Hall of Fame. He didn't put up Hall of Fame numbers. But I suggest you go and read his stats page anyway. Up at the top under nicknames, you'll find Ricky Davis's legacy. Wrong rim Ricky. My man in dire need of a, a triple-double. <laughs> That's a cheap way of trying to get a triple-double. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. Devin Shepard is our production coordinator and the only one who makes sure we all get on the team bus on time. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.